Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is episode 27, chapter 27, The Healing of the Dream. Welcome back. My email is trifectanow3 at gmail.com. The healing of the dream, <clears throat> excuse me, is our acceptance that what is real is not this world. It is understanding that we create what happens to us. We decide who we love, who we hate, who we judge, and how we dish out the consequences. We can all agree that, in fact, we do this. Yet, we struggle with the idea that it is not real. I think the past is a perfect example of how this world is totally made up. On page 565, the picture of the crucifixion. I wrote, the picture of the crucifixion is our ability to use guilt as a way of controlling and accusing one another of wrongdoing. Using the body as the scapegoat for all our troubles and conflicts. If we make the body center stage and give it a purpose, we will be unable to see our true purpose. Paragraph one, sentence three says, walk you the gentle way and you will fear no evil and no shadows in the night, but place no terror symbols on your path or you will weave a crown of thorns from which your brother and yourself will not escape. You cannot crucify yourself alone. And if you are unfairly treated, he must suffer the unfairness that you see. You cannot sacrifice yourself alone, for sacrifice is total. Paragraph 3 says, Whenever you consent to suffer pain, to be deprived, unfairly treated, or in a need or in need of anything, you but accuse your brother of tack upon God's Son. You hold a picture of your crucifixion before his eyes that he may see his sins are writ in heaven in your blood and death and go before him, closing off the gate and damning him to hell. The next page, which is 566. Paragraph 5 says, Now in the hands... Oh, I'm sorry. Go back up to the top of the page. Uh, sentence 3 at the top of the page says, A sick and suffering you, but represent your brother's guilt, the witness that you send, lest he forget the injuries he gave, from which you swear he never will escape. Paragraph 5 says, Now in the hands made gentle by his touch, the Holy Spirit lays a picture of a different you. It is a picture of a body still, for what you really are cannot be seen nor pictured. Yet this one has not been used for purpose of attack and therefore never suffered pain at all. It witnesses to the eternal truth that you cannot be hurt and points beyond itself to both your innocence and his. Show this unto your brother who will see that every scar is healed and every tear is wiped away in laughter and in love. Paragraph six says, attest his innocence and not his guilt. Your healing is his comfort and his health because it improves illusions. It, sorry, it proves illusions are not true. It is not will for life, but wish for death. That is the motivation for this world. Its only purpose is to prove guilt real. No worldly thought or act or feeling has a motivation other than this one. Sentence 9 at the bottom says, The dormant of the body seeks to show how lovely are the witnesses for guilt. Concerns about the body demonstrates how frail and vulnerable is your life. How easily destroyed is what you love. Depression speaks of death and vanity of real concerns with anything of real concern with anything at all. That's on page 567. 
Uh, paragraph 9 says, Your function is to show your brother sin can have no cause. Sentence 3 says, The Holy Spirit's picture changes not the body into something it is not. It only takes away from it all signs of accusations and of blamefulness. Pictured without a purpose, it is seen as neither sick nor well, nor bad nor good. No grounds are offered that it may be judged in any way at all. It has no life, but neither is it dead. It stands apart from all experience of love or fear. For now it witnesses to nothing yet, its purpose being open and the mind made free again to choose what it is for. Page 568, paragraph 11 says, The simple way to let this be achieved is merely this. Let the body have no purpose from the past, when you were sure you knew its purpose was to foster guilt. For this insists your crippled picture is a lasting sign of what it represents. This leaves no space in which a different view, another purpose, can be given it. You do not know its purpose. But, sorry, you but gave illusions for a purpose to a thing you made to hide your function from yourself. This thing without a purpose cannot hide the function that the Holy Spirit gave. Let then its purpose and your function both be reconciled at last and seen as one. The next, page, the next part on this page is called The Fear of Healing. So we're still on page 568. I wrote, Healing is frightening. If we were able to see one another as undamaged, wholly complete, and loving beings, then there would be no need for protection and security from our brothers and sisters. What would we do? A broken body does not have a healed mind. Correction and judgment are not our function. We do not do this well, yet we continue to accuse and to want to correct and hold accountable one another for the wrongs we believe have been done. What a burden. Paragraph two says the unhealed cannot pardon for they are the witnesses that pardon is unfair. They would retain the consequences of the guilt they overlook. Yet no one can forgive a sin that he believes is real and what has consequences must be real because what it has done is there to see. Sentence 8 says, Who can say and mean, My brother, you have injured me, and yet, because I am better of the two, I pardon you my hurt. His pardon and your hurt cannot exist together. The next page, which is 569, says, One denies the other and must make it false. Paragraph 3, sentence 9 says, Forgiveness cannot be for one and not the other. Who forgives is healed. And in his healing lies the proof that he has truly pardoned and retains no trace of condemnation that he still would hold against himself or any living thing. Paragraph four says forgiveness is not real unless it brings a healing to your brother and yourself. Paragraph five says a broken body shows the mind has not been healed. A miracle of healing proves that separation is without effect. What you would prove to him, you will believe. The power of witness comes from your belief and everything you say or do or think, but testifies to what you teach to him. Paragraph six, sentence four says, thus does the miracle undo all things the world attests can never be undone and hopelessness and death must disappear before the ancient clarion call of life. This call has power far beyond the weak and miserable cry of death and guilt. The ancient calling of the father to his son and of the son unto his own. 
will yet be the last trumpet that the world will ever hear. Page 570, paragraph 7 says, How just are miracles, for they bestow an equal gift of full deliverance from, guilty upon, from guilt upon your brother and yourself. Sentence 4 says, This is the law the miracle obeys, that healing sees no specialness at all. It does not come from pity, but from love. And love would prove all suffering is but a vain imagining, a foolish wish, wish with no effects. Your health is a result of your desire to see your brother with no blood upon his hands, nor guilt upon his heart, made heavy with the proof of sin. And what you wish is given you to see. Paragraph 9 says, Who then fears healing? Only those to whom his brother's sacrifice and pain are seen to represent their own serenity. Their helplessness and weakness represent the grounds on which they justify his pain. The constant sting of guilt he suffers serves to prove that he is slave, but they are free. Paragraph 10 at the bottom says, Correction is not your function. It belongs to one who knows of fairness, not of guilt. If you assume correction's role, you lose the function of forgiveness. No one can forgive until he learns correction is but to forgive and never to accuse. On the next page, which is 571, paragraph 12 says, Correction you would do must separate because that is the function given it by you. When you perceive correction is the same as pardon, then you also know the Holy Spirit's mind and yours are one. And so your own identity is found. Paragraph 13 says, Consider how this pre-self-perception must extend. And do not overlook the fact that every thought extends because that is its purpose, being what it really is. From an idea of self as two, there comes a necessary view of function split between the two. And what you would correct is only half the error, which you think is all of it. Your brother's sins become the central target for correction, lest your errors and his own be seen as one. Yours are mistakes, but his are sins and not the same as yours. His merits punishment while yours, in fairness, should be overlooked. Paragraph 572. Sorry, page 572, paragraph 16. Correction must be left to one who knows correction and forgiveness are the same. With half a mind, this is not understood. Leave then correction to the mind that is united, functioning as one, because it is not split in purpose and conceives a single function as its own only one. The next part at the bottom of page 572 is called Beyond All Symbols. I wrote, we have assigned symbols and titles to people in a desperate attempt to rise above them. Our reality is known as a form. Bodies moving around, interacting as separate, detached individuals. Forgiveness and letting go of anything from the past that you hold on to is the key to finding your purpose and living in peace. Paragraph one, sentence one says, power cannot oppose, for opposition would weaken it, and weaken power is a contradiction in ideas. Paragraph two on page 573 says, you have decided that your brother is a symbol for a hateful love, a weakened power, and above all, a living death. And so he has no meaning to you, for he stands for what is meaningless. He represents a double thought, where half is cancelled out by the remaining half. We call that an oxymoron. Yet even this is quickly contradicted by the 
half it cancelled out and so they both are gone paragraph five at the bottom says as nothing cannot be pictured so there is no symbol for totality reality is ultimately known without a form unpictured and unseen forgiveness is not yet a power known as wholly free of limits forgiveness sorry yet it sets no limits you have chosen to impose forgiveness is the means by which the truth is represented temporarily it lets the Holy Spirit make exchange of pictures possible until the time when aids are meaningless and learning done. No learning aids are used that can extend beyond the goal of 574 learning. When its aims have been accomplished, it is functionless. Paragraph 6 says, The picture of your brother given you to occupy the space so lately left occupied and vacant will not need defense of any kind for you will give it overwhelming preference nor delay an instant in deciding that it is the only it is the only one you want it does not stand for double concepts though it is but half the picture and is incomplete within itself it is the same the other half of what it represents remains unknown but is not cancelled out and thus is god left free to take the final step himself for this you need no pictures and no learning aids, and what will ultimately take the place of every learning aid will merely be. Forgiveness vanishes, paragraph 7 says, forgiveness vanishes and symbols fade, and nothing the eyes have ever seen or ears have ever heard remains to be perceived. A power wholly limitless has come, not to destroy, but to receive its own. There is no choice of function anywhere. The choice you fear to lose, you never had. Yet only this appears to interfere with power unlimited and single thoughts, complete and happy without opposition. You do not know the peace of power that opposes nothing, yet no other kind can be at all. Give welcome to the power beyond forgiveness and beyond the world of symbols and of limitations. He merely, he would merely be, and so he merely is. The next part on that page at the bottom is the quiet answer I wrote. The quiet answer is that all our problems can be answered and resolved in the now. Our sorrow, pain, and mistrust only hide us away and keep us from seeing what the now offers. All these problems can be can find resolutions in the now. Paragraph one says, in quietness are all things answered and in every problem quietly resolved. In conflict, there can be no answer and no resolution for its purpose is to make no resolution possible and to ensure no answer will be plain. A problem set in conflict has no answer for it is seen in different ways. And what would be an answer from one point of view is not an answer from another light. You are in conflict. Thus, it must be clear you cannot answer anything at all, but conflict, sorry, for conflict has no limited effects. Yet if God gave an answer, there must be a way in which your problems are resolved for what he wills already has been done. Paragraph two says, thus, it must be that time is not involved and every problem can be answered now. Yet it must also be that in your state of mind, solution is impossible. Therefore, God must have given you a way of reaching to another state of mind in which the answer is already there. That's on page 575. Such is the holy instant. It is here that all your problems should be brought and left. Here they belong, for here 
their answer is. And where its answer is, a problem must be simple and be easily resolved. It must be pointless and attempt to solve a problem where the answer cannot be. Yet just as surely it must be resolved if it is brought to where the answer is. Paragraph 3. Attempt to solve no problem but within the holy instance surety, and there the problem will be answered and resolved. Paragraph 4 says, All questions asked within this world are but a way of looking, not a question asked. A question asked in hate cannot be answered because it is an answer in itself. A double question asked and answers, both attesting the same thing in different form. Sentence 13 on that same paragraph 4 says, what can the body get that you would want the most of all? It is your servant and also your friend, but tell it what you want and it will serve you lovingly as well. Page 576, top of the page, but no one in a conflict state is free to ask this question for he does not want an honest answer where the conflict ends. Paragraph 6 says, only within the holy instant can an honest question honestly be asked and from the meaning of the question does the meaningfulness of the answer come here it is possible to separate your wishes from the answer so it can be given you and also be received sentence nine says the holy instant is the interval in which the mind is still enough still enough to hear an answer that is not entailed within the question asked it offers something new and different to the from the question how could it be answered if it but repeats itself Paragraph 7 says, sentence 4 says, within the world, the answers merely raise another, questions, raise another question, though they leave the first unanswered. In the holy instant, you can bring the question to the answer and receive the answer that was made for you. The next part on page 576 is, six, is the healing example. I wrote, the holy instant is the place where healing can begin and end. For nothing that is there received is left behind on your returning to this world. It is the place where you suspend time and feel the peace and love that you have access to whenever you so choose. Paragraph 1, sentence 2 says, The miracle extends without your help, but you are needed that it can begin. Sentence 10 at the bottom says, The Holy Spirit speaks to you. He does not speak to someone else, yet by your answering his voice extends because you have accepted what he says. The next page, which is 577 at the top, paragraph two says, health is the witness onto health. And the last sentence in that paragraph, four, sentence 14 says, miracles wait not on time. Paragraph three says, the holy instant is the miracles abiding place. From there, each one is born into this world as witness to a state of mind that has transcended conflict and has reached to peace. It carries comfort from the place of peace into the battleground and demonstrates that war has no effects. For all the hurt that war has sought to bring, the broken bodies and the shattered limbs, the screaming, dying, and the silent dead are gently lifted up and comforted. Paragraph 6 says, come to the holy instant and be healed, for nothing that is there received is left behind on your returning to this world. 578, paragraph 8 says, problems are not specific, but they take specific forms, and these specific shapes make up the world. 
page 579, paragraph 11 says, Peace be to you to whom is healing offered. And you will learn that peace is given you when you accept the healing for yourself. The next part is the witnesses to sin on page 579 at the bottom. Pain demonstrates the body must be real. Its purpose is the same as pleasure, for they are both means to make the body real. What shares a common purpose is the same. They both have a goal without a meaning. They both deliver the same result. We know of their existence because we put focus on them, and in doing so, we solidify our belief that we are just bodies, nothing more. Let's see if I wrote anything else. Anyway. Paragraph 1, sentence 7 says, Pleasure and pain are equally unreal because their purpose cannot be achieved. Thus are they means for nothing, for they have a goal without a meaning, and they share the lack of meaning which their purpose has. On 580, paragraph 3 says, This body, purposeless, purposeless within itself, holds all your memories and all your hopes. You use its eyes to see, its ears to hear, and you let it tell you what it is it feels. It does not know. It tells you but the names you gave to it to use when you call forth the witnesses to its reality. You cannot choose among them which are real, for any one you choose is like the rest. This name or that, but nothing more you choose. You do not make a witness true because you called him by truth's name. The truth is found in him if it is truth he represents, and otherwise he lies if he should call him by the holy name of God himself. On the next page, 581, paragraph 8 says, The resurrection of the world awaits your healing and your happiness that you may demonstrate the healing of the world. The holy instant will replace all sin if you but carry its effects with you. And no one will elect to suffer more. What better function could you serve than this? Be healed that you may heal and suffer not the laws of sin to be applied to you. And truth will be revealed to you who choose to let love symbols take the place of sin. The next part is called the dreamer of the dream. I wrote, the dreamer of the dream is the one creating what is happening. We want to believe that things happen to us. We find it difficult to consider that we are making these things happen. We are the creator of our dream. Change the dream. You are in control and you decide how this life will play out. Believe that and see how quickly everything you ever knew changes. Paragraph 2 at the bottom of 581 says, Now you are being shown you can escape. All this is neat. All that is needed is you look upon the problem as it is and not the way you have set it up. How could there be another way to solve a page 582 problem that is very simple but has been obscured by heavy clouds of complication which were made to keep the problem unresolved? Without the clouds, the problem will emerge in all its primitive simplicity. The choice will not be difficult because the problem is absurd when clearly seen. No one has difficulty making up his mind to let a simple problem be resolved if it is seen as hurting him and also very easily removed. Paragraph 3 says, The reasoning by which the world is made, on which it rests, 
by which it is maintained is simply this. You are the cause of what, sorry, maintain. You are the cause of what I do. Your presence justifies my wrath and you exist and think apart from me. While you attack, I must be innocent and what I suffer from is your attack. No one who looks upon this reasoning exactly as it is could fail to see it does not follow and it makes no sense. Yet it seems sensible because it looks as if the world were hurting you. And so it seems as if there is no need to go beyond the obvious in terms of cause. Paragraph six of the bottom says the part you play in salvaging the world from condemnation is your own escape. Forget not that the witness to the world of evil cannot speak except for what he has seen, sorry, for what has seen a need for evil in the world. And this is where your guilt was first beheld. On the next page, page 583, paragraph 8 says, No one can awaken from a dream this world is dreaming for him. He becomes a part of someone else's dream. He cannot choose to awaken from a dream he did not make. Helpless he stands, a victim to a dream conceived and cherished by a separate mind. Careless indeed of him this mind must be, as thoughtless of his peace and happiness as is the weather or the time of day. It loves him not, but casts him as it will in any role that satisfies its dream. So little is his worth that he is but a dancing shadow leaping up and down according to a senseless plot conceived without the within the idle dreaming of the world. Page 584, paragraph 13 says, You are the dreamer of the world of dreams. No other cause it has nor ever will. Nothing more fearful than an idle dream has terrified God's son and made him think that he has lost his innocence, denied his father and made war upon himself. So fearful is the dream, so seemingly real, he could not awaken to reality without the sweat of terror and the scream of mortal fear, unless a gentler dream preceding his awakening and allowing his calmer mind to welcome not to fear the voice that calls with love to waken him. A gentler dream in which his suffering was healed and where his brother was his friend. God willed he awakened gently and with joy and gave him means to awaken without fear. Paragraph 14 at the bottom says, Accept the dream he gave instead of yours. It is not difficult to change a dream when once the dreamer has been recognized. On page 585, the hero of the dream. I wrote, the hero of the dream is the body. It is the central theme, the main character, and the cause and effect of everything that happens to you. The story, the movie, the dream, call it what you will, will only repeat itself over and over during your time in this world until you release it. Until you recognize that you had and have all the power to live a peaceful and joyous life in this world. The story you have written, the pain you have recreated, and the pleasures you attach to will all be relived and repeated, likely slightly differently, but with the central theme still exactly the same. The body, paragraph one. 
says the body is the central figure in the dreaming of the world. There is no dream without it, nor does it exist without the dream in which it acts as if it were a person to be seen and believed. It takes a central place in every dream which tells the story of how it was made by other bodies, born into the world outside the body, lives a little while and dies, to be united in the dust with other bodies dying like itself. In the brief time allotted it to live, it seeks for other bodies as its friends and enemies. Its safety is its main concern, its comfort is its guiding role. It tries to look for pleasure and avoid the things that would be hurtful. Above all, it tries to teach itself its pains and joys are different and can be told apart. Paragraph 3 on page 586 says, The body's serial adventures from the time of birth to dying are the theme of every dream the world has ever had. The hero of this dream will never change, nor will its purpose. Though the dream itself takes many forms and seems to show a great variety of places and events wherein its hero finds itself, the dream has but one purpose, taught in many ways. This single lesson does, does it try to teach again and still again, and yet once more, that it is the cause and not effect, and you are its effect and cannot be its cause. On page 8, sorry, 587, paragraph 8 says, The world but demonstrates an ancient truth. You will believe that others do not do to you exactly what you think you did to them. But once deluded without blaming them, you will not see the cause of what they do because you want the guilt to rest on them. Paragraph 10 at the bottom says, The secret of salvation is but this that you are doing this unto yourself. <laughs> no matter what the form of attack, this still is true. Whoever takes the role of enemy and of attacker, still is this the 588 truth. Whatever seems to be the cause of any pain and suffering you feel, this is still true. For you would not react at all to figures in a dream you knew, figures in a dream you knew that if you knew that you were dreaming, let them be as hateful and as vicious as they may. They could have no effects on you unless you fail to recognize it is your dream. <laughs> this is the end of chapter 27 of A Course in Miracles. It is so difficult to grasp and consider we are the authors of our lives. We think pain and pleasure and automatically say they are totally different and our choice would be pleasure over pain. Yet the fact they are the same means we still choose to accept the body as the central theme in our existence. I have read this book seven times. I'm about to start it again, so it'll be my eighth time. It still challenges me to consider that what I once knew to be my truth is in fact my dream. This is our journey. Keep finding your way. And until next week, have an amazing week. Always love, Denise.